Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Monday, it's a new episode of All Rise, the legal drama where one judge is shaking up the system. When I take the bench, I'm taking a vow to fight for justice. One case at a time. Your Honor, we're going to trial. Simone Misick is Judge Lola Carmichael. Up on that bench, everything is different. A new episode of All Rise. Freedom is at stake. It's important. Followed by a new episode of Bull, Monday at 9, 8 central on CBS. Hackers are after your business data. I can help. I am Vi, the virtual intelligence assistant at Virtual Armor. Virtual Armor, partnered with Juniper Networks, provides cybersecurity services and end-to-end solutions to keep what's yours, yours. Defend yourself with managed firewall and managed SIM essential core services that are economical and efficient. Virtual Armor goes beyond just initial alerting to provide a thorough report on threats, vulnerabilities, and results. Let me help protect you. Contact me at JustAskVi. That's V-I dot com. And here we go. My opponent is against oil, guns, and God. I am the Democratic Party right now. 47 years, you've done nothing. Everything Americans value hangs in the balance. We have an obligation under the Constitution to use every arrow in our quiver. This is the most important election in the history of our country. I believe that. This is Devious Motives with Brett Winterbull. I'm Brett Winterbull. It is Devious Motives, episode number 24. Unbelievable. We are a week and a day away from the uh, election, so there'll be a week from tomorrow, Tuesday, which will be episode number 25, and I know what you're doing. You're sitting there and you're saying, wait a minute. Wait, Brett. Brett, wait a minute. You got, you got, 20, you got 25 episodes tomorrow, but then you got another seven days, so it's like you're going to be... Are you going to quit early? Heck no. We'll give you a we'll give you a little bonus wait. We'll give you a little bonus time as we get into devious motives. And it's good to be here with you. Uh, heads up, I got a request over the weekend from uh, from uh, Mayor Giuliani, who wanted to come on and uh, talk to me. So he he did an interview with me. It was a very long interview, uh, about twenty minutes in duration, and uh, we had a chance to uh, speak about a lot of things. Almost all of them related to the Hunter Biden. Joe Biden, uh, laptop stuff, uh, uh, the the dealing and all that kind of stuff. So I did it. And I, I spoke with Mayor Giuliani. You'll hear it at the back end of this uh, episode. And it's it's a pretty interesting uh, interview. He's got a lot of takes and he goes to a lot of places. And I'm not being a wise guy or anything like that, but he's got, you know, he, t- he talks about a lot of different things. And uh, it's a wide ranging conversation involving all the stuff that's in the news. And everything that you know that is in the news is in the news for a reason, because it's being talked about. We talk about Bubaluski. We talk about, uh, of course, the the issues involving the Hunter Biden laptop, some of the potentially personally incriminating stuff on the Hunter Biden laptop and a, a number of other things. And we do talk about trade in China and the president and China versus, say, uh, the Biden approach and China. It, it is it is great to be here. As always, follow me on Twitter at Winter Bull Show at Winter Bull Show. And of course, uh, we want to uh, get your thoughts on things. If you like the podcast, tell your friends. It's available at radio.com. I anticipate, because it's been so wildly successful in this run, uh, we will be uh, continuing to uh, to have fun with this moving forward into the election and beyond, I think. I'm pretty confident that that's going to be the, the fact. But let's get going here. Over the weekend, a lot of stuff happening. President Trump said this uh, Friday 
going into Saturday and Sunday, uh, about Kamala Harris and not being, well, the first female president of the United States. And by the way, Kamala will not be your first female president. We're not going to be a socialist nation. We're not going to have a socialist president, especially a female socialist president. We're not going to have it. We're not going to put up with it. For her part, Kamala Harris, in an interview over the weekend, 60 Minutes, says, I'm not a, not a socialist, silly Nora O'Donnell. I'm not a socialist. I, I, I represent a, an important segment of America. That's what I represent here. Check it out. What I will do, and I promise you this, and this is what Joe wants me to do, this was part of our deal. I will always share with him my lived experience as it relates to any issue that we confront. And I promised Joe that I will give him that perspective and always be honest with him. And is that a socialist or progressive perspective? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it is the perspective of, of a woman who grew up a, a, a black child in America, who was also a prosecutor, who also has a mother who arrived here at the age of 19 from India, who also, you know, likes hip hop. <laughs> like, what do you want to know? Truth be told, not a fan when Joe Biden does it, not a fan when uh, you, you see uh, Kamala Harris do it, the, the laugh after the question is asked. Biden does it all the time. It's, it's as if he's, he's wearing some kind of a zapping device under his shorts and they wake him up because anytime they go, so the president says it's snowing outside. <laughs> of course, of course, it's not snowing outside. It's not snowing outside. I just had to get zapped to get woken back up. Uh, but you have um, you, you do have this continuous conversation, including, of course, the very tough question. Do, do you think the president's a racist, Kamala Harris? Do, do you think he's a racist? Well, this is not the first time in my life I've been called names. And it, you know, it was predictable, sadly. Do you think the president is racist? Yes, I do. <laughs> yeah, I do. You can look at a pattern that goes back to him questioning the identity of the first black president of the United States. You can look at Charlottesville when there were peaceful protesters and on the other side neo-Nazis and he talks about fine people on either side calling Mexicans rapists and criminals. His first order of business was to institute a Muslim ban. It all speaks for itself. This is a, a, uh, a tell from the Harris-Biden ticket, from the Harris-Biden-Harris ticket, because it goes both ways. Um, the tell is they're worried and they're going back to identity politics as the, uh, as the big winner. They're, they're not going ideas. They're going identity politics. The president is racist. The president is this. The president is that. Do you know that in New York City over the weekend... Uh, Rudy Giuliani, I, I didn't ask him about this because I didn't want to get into a distraction about about how the city of New York is run. Over the weekend, Rudy Giuliani was driving in a car in a Trump parade in New York City, and the parade uh, came under attack by a bunch of anti, uh, Antifa uh, radicals as part of the Antifada. 
uh, that I have called this the Antifada, uh, which is just like the Palestinians throwing rocks and bombs and stuff at, at people they don't like. So the Antifada was underway. Uh, yet again, we see a group of uh, Jewish people, specifically conservative and Orthodox Jews, being targeted by uh, those who are loyal to Cuomo and those who are loyal to de Blasio. Uh, it is it is really a peak time in New York City to be a raging anti-Semite. And if you doubt that, go back, go back pre-pandemic, go back pre-impeachment to the ugly days of uh, 2019, fall and winter, when you saw people getting gunned down in the streets of New Jersey, when you saw people getting uh, uh, assaulted and killed in Brooklyn because they were Jewish and it was uh, radicals attacking them out there on the streets. The only reason why anti-Semites feel comfortable beating up Jews is because Bill de Blasio has looked the other way. You've defunded the police. You've wound down the cops. The cops are not a factor any longer. So now you can go out there and you can target uh, your great enemies, the Jewish people of, of New York, which is disgusting and disgraceful. And Kamala will never say anything. Kamala will never say anything about it. Sheeta Tlaib will never say anything about it. Ilhan Omar will never say anything about it because they believe that identity politics goes one way and one way only, and that is to protect their position, not to speak out for people uh, who, who also face discrimination in other places as well. But that's you, you've come to understand and accept that that's probably the case, right? So you, you have... Kamala Harris going out and trying to play the identity politics game because Joe Biden can't play identity politics. I mean, he is so white. He's translucent. If you if you look at him and he's got the sun behind him, you see all of his ragged organs right through his body. I mean, he is he's an incredible guy. I broke him down on Friday uh, on Thursday um, on Saturday. Look at me making fun of him on Thursday, Saturday, Friday, Tuesday on Saturday. I broke him down as being the guy whose story isn't even about. Well, it's. It's about other people being famous around him or other significant events being famous around him. It's not about him ever. I mean, I talked about John Bon Jovi, right? And he's like, there's no red states or blue states. Joe Biden wants to represent the United States. Apparently, John Bon Jovi borrowing the affectation from the very, very southern swamps of New Jersey from Bruce Springsteen. But it's incredible to see how this all plays out, right? Because, okay, I've got to gotta send Kamala out there to... To go out there and do the attack that I can't do on Trump. Trump's a racist. Uh, Trump's a bigot. Uh, vicious. Nasty. Awful. O okay. Well, the president and his associates are coming after you, Joe Biden, for being crooked Joe Biden. And he had to answer the question from, from, uh, from 60 Minutes over the weekend. He sits down. And of course, when he's asked if he's corrupt, he does the <laughs> silent laugh. <laughs> Head back. It goes, it goes like this. It goes, <laughs> cough. Big grin, head back, chin down, confused eyes open, answer beginning. What kind of country we're going to be? Four more years of George, uh, George uh, he uh, is going to find ourselves in a position where if uh, Trump gets elected, uh, we're going to be uh, we're going to be in a different world. See, see what I did there? I didn't deliver on the promise because I wasn't going to play that clip for you because you don't have to hear. You don't have to hear the clip of Joe Biden saying that laptop is rushing disinformation. What, what you had to hear was that Joe Biden right there, which is why he's got a lid on today. He's not even going out and doing He's got ways. He doing anything today. Maybe he is doing a rally with seven people in Bon Jovi. But that's that's your Joe Biden. And Joe Biden is sitting next to him and doesn't even elbow him in the ribs and go, Donald, Donald, not George. George was George was three presidents ago. What's wrong? Two presidents ago. What's wrong with you? Uh, come on. Come on, Joe. 
just do it like we rehearsed it. This is terrible. I mean, it's terrible all the way around when you think about this, when you look at how this uh, plays out. I mean, it's just, it's awful. It's horrible. It's not even funny. But for the fact that it's so deadly serious. AOC, oh, complete with Chuck Schumer's glasses on her forehead. Uh, or, it wasn't really a forehead, or on her top of her head. Uh, goes on Jake Tapper. You wear the glasses on top of your head because you're looking like you've been interrupted in the midst of doing something really, really important, like uh, setting up another Instagram video. Here is uh, AOC saying she looks forward to lobbying Joe Biden when Joe Biden gets elected to the presidency. She's going to lobby him on fracking. Go. You know, it, it, it does not bother me. Um, I believe, in, and I have a very strong position on, on fracking, you know, the science is very clear. Uh, the methane emissions from fracking are up to 64 times more powerful than CO2 emissions at trapping heat in the air. And just from a perspective of stopping climate, climate change, you know, there is a scientific consensus. However, uh, that is my view. Uh, Pre Vice President Biden has made very clear that he uh, does not agree with a fracking ban. And I consider that, uh, you know, it, it will be a privilege to lobby him <laughs> uh, should we win the white house but we need to focus on winning the white house first yeah because the standard bearer of the democratic party the likely nominee in 20 when is she eligible 24 28 hike yeah 20 24 28 so when she's eligible for president in like eight years she'll work on it but she's gonna lobby biden for now biden's gonna take her phone call are you kidding me she's gonna blow him up all over the all over the socials finally I love this. It's a little bit long, but it's worth hearing. Tom Cotton from Arkansas is a guy who doesn't play games, especially when it comes to Silicon Valley and big tech. Aaron Ross Sorkin or Andrew Ross Sorkin is on CNBC very early in the morning. Most of you are not even awake yet. And he tries to get he tries to get Tom Cotton to acknowledge that this Joe Biden laptop stuff isn't real, that it hasn't been verified. Quite literally, Tom Cotton takes him down in one sentence. Listen. The media is not doing the country any favors by essentially ignoring this story. Senator, I, I wanted to make two points. Uh, one is that uh, the media industry, at least the media industry that I know, uh, has been trying to investigate this and has not been able to corroborate the story. I would also note the Wall Street Journal which is owned by News Corporation, which also owns the New York Post, has not been able to corroborate the story and said so uh, quite directly in the Wall Street Journal today, um, in the news pages of the Wall Street Journal. So just to, to clarify, it is not uh, that the news organizations are not looking into this, it's that they haven't been able to corroborate the story and a responsible news organization wouldn't therefore report it. Now, the next piece of this is you're talking about the tech companies censoring uh, such, quote unquote, news. Uh, if, in fact, the tech companies had, quote unquote, liability like news operations do, you you wouldn't want them to be reporting something that they couldn't corroborate. No. Do you mean like the Russian collusion hoax and the still dossier that you reported on for four years, Andrew? Kaplow, take down done want to welcome into the program uh, courtesy of the trump 2020 reelect rudy giuliani former mayor of new york city uh rudy it's good to have you here what's it like taking on uh the big guy mr big what's it like how's it going how's it been 
it's not pleasant. I mean, I've been, I've been attacked. I've been accused of all kinds of things. I've been accused of being a Russian agent, uh, a liar, a henchman. And, and uh, the, the frustration of it is I'm, I'm sitting here with all the facts. They have nothing. I've got the, I've got it. hard drive. I think I know Hunter Biden's life better than his father does since his father ruined it. Father has a drug addict at 25 and he makes him into a degenerate drug addict by the time he's 50 who loses all his teeth. There's a pathetic picture of Hunter Biden with no teeth. Dad created that. This is a story about Joe Biden and how consummately corrupt he is. Not about Hunter Biden. When you, when you look at the threat facing this country, the president said to Leslie Stahl in that in that uh, 60 Minutes interview last week, uh, China represents the biggest threat, the biggest challenge. What does it say that we potentially have a former vice president who looked to be cutting deals as early as 2011 um, and potentially going into that office with somebody as as his vice president who was named as a potential uh, target for involvement of uh, spreading the goods uh, in Senator Harris? What does that say to the American voter out there? It says to the American voter, the Democratic Party at the very top has a cancer. It's, it's become corrupt. And the Clintons corrupted it. I mean, this is not very different than the Clinton pay-for-play uh, scandal involving the Clinton Foundation when they got $120 million from Ukraine and and she was, you know, letting the Russians get plutonium. And somehow Clinton ruined the top of the Democratic Party. And the head has to get chopped off. And then they could have a very good political party because most Democrats are very decent people. And they're being ill-served by these con men that say all these things, I'll feel your pain, I'll do this, I'll do that. And meanwhile, you know, like the Bidens, they're taking uh, Hunter, having him go to work for the crookedest guy in Ukraine who desperately needs his case dismissed in Ukraine where he's going to lose his $5.4 billion of business. Mm-hmm. And the reason for Hunter being paid $14 million is not to pay a guy who just got thrown out of the Navy for being a drug addict, $14 million. It's to be a conduit to pay Joe. And Joe does his job. Joe gets the case dismissed. That All that conversation about getting rid of the prosecutor and that, it's not about Hunter. It's about Mykola Zloshevsky, who stole $5.4 billion as a minister of the Ukrainian government, was exiled from Ukraine, wanted to come back and enjoy his wealth. And he paid Joe and a number of other people in the Ukraine an amount of bribes that amounted to about $100 million, 14 of which went to our vice president, who gladly sold his office for money because he had been selling his Senate office for money for 30 years. Is that how he afforded the lifestyle that he's got with the big houses yeah. and, and all that sort of stuff? Yeah, how, how, I mean, there's an old adage, you know, if a politician begins poor and ends poor, he was honest. Politician begins poor and he ends rich. He's a crook. Joe Biden, Vice President Biden, has said repeatedly, I I released my tax returns, my tax returns, my tax returns. I'm guessing that this influence money wouldn't show up on his tax returns. Is there any indication that anyone will get access to Hunter's Hunter's tax returns? (laughs) Well, yeah, go take a look at that. You're going to see a lot of money on Hunter's tax returns. And you're going to see strange things like Hunter putting his uh, stepsister through college and uh, private school, uh, supporting his siblings, 
uh, buying, I, I can't be sure, but I think some of the money for those homes comes from Hunter. So that it's Hunter's money. Hunter pays taxes on it. But Hunter has to, in his own words, Hunter has to kick back mm-hmm. the money to the big guy. Joe Biden, which is the way Hunter refers to him, the big guy. It feels he's a like lot. The boss, he's like the boss of a crime family. I was going to say, it feels to me like this is a, a, an avenue you've traveled before, whacking it up to the bosses. Uh, how, how similar is the corruptive nature to the stuff that you fought back in the 70s exactly, and 80s? Exactly the same. I can use the same charts, the same analysis, and the same statute, the RICO statute. I mean, here, here, here's, a, here's, a text, here's a text message. I'll give you the date. Mm-hmm. Uh, September 23, 2018, 6.26 a.m. in the morning. Wow. He is texting his father, uh, to which, I'm sorry, he's texting, he's texting his daughter. And he, he says to her that, I love all of you, but I don't receive any respect. And that's fine, I guess. Works for you, apparently. I hope you all can do what I did and pay for everything for this entire family for 30 years. It's really hard, but don't worry. Unlike Pop, I won't make you give me half your salary. Hmm. What is that? Yeah. This is, this, is, this, is a, this is a degenerate drug addict proven by the pictures in his computer. I, again, not his fault, really. Right. This drug addiction could have been cured if he had a decent father who didn't use him. Mm-hmm. But he is a degenerate drug addict. People don't pay him $14 million. Uh, they don't make an investment of $1.5 billion in his private equity fund. They don't pay him $30 million a month. You have to have a brain and say, well, what's the money for? What's the most obvious thing on the horizon that you would pay $30 million for if you were the crooked government of China? Joe Biden's influence. They don't have anything else to sell. They don't make widgets. Right. They don't make cars. Right. They don't make anything. Their, their, their monetary, the monetary value they have is his United States public office. And they sell it. That's disgusting. They started this, what, 2017 with the influence peddling, uh, laying oh, the foundation no, for no, all no, of this? Because- How far back? way too hard to describe it goes way back to when he was a cheap little senator uh-huh. you know taking two three thousand four thousand his brother was probably one of the most crooked lobbyists in washington then he became mr mbna bank when his son got a no-show job there and he lobbied against bankruptcy reform when every other democrat was on the other side that drew some articles about does he have a conflict of interest and does he and then he very charmingly said you know, I don't know my family's business, and how, how ridiculous! You don't know your family's business, yeah. and you're very close. You live, you all live together. I mean, and he get, he gets away with that excuse because we have a compliant press that is exceedingly pro-Democrat and viciously anti-Republican. What do you make of Bobolewski last week coming out saying what he said before the debate? I think if the shoe were on the other foot, they'd be having a parade for him saying he's John Dean. Yeah. Instead, they don't even cover it. How can you not cover a man who is a, uh, a, a retired uh, naval officer? By the way, uh, 
with with a per, a, with an honorable discharge, unlike Hunter, who mm. got thrown out for being a drug addict. He's the CEO of the company that was put together with the Chinese communists. He's intimately aware of the documents. What he says is corroborated by the documents. That's, a, that's the deal where three Chinese communists on one side, right. three Biden family members on the other, and two outsiders, Mr. Bobolinsky and Mr. Gallius. And it's 50, 50, 10 million for the Biden side per year, paid by Xi Jinping, high-level Chinese communist intelligence operative. And there is a memo that I have right in front of me, a secret memo that breaks down the real distribution of the equity. And 10% of the equity goes to the big guy. And the big guy is Joe Biden. Straight out and out, not covered. It's completely true. It's completely uh, corroborated. It's an amazing crime that a man wanting to be president of the United States mm-hmm. at a time in which our most ferocious competitor, if not enemy, is China, a country that just inflicted 200 million deaths on America and well over a million on the world. Yeah. That he was a business partner with them a year ago. He, he, he was going to sit in the same, he has keys to the same office as the Chinese yeah. communists. I mean, this is this is unheard of. So, and they're covering it up. So, can I play devil's advocate for just thirty seconds and ask you one Wait. one part of that, which is this: Wait, absolutely. if everybody know if this is all out in the open now, I mean, people understand there's a Chinese quid pro Joe potentially here. Is there still value to that relationship to the Chinese at this point, or would they maybe turn around and burn them because it's now become public? No, I think they. I think they. they it, it, it has lost some of its extortion value, mm-hmm. which is what I think they were doing. I think they were. This business was a set-up business. I've done enough of these cases way back during the Cold War sure. that I can see what's going on. They, uh, so I think they've lost that. You're absolutely right. They've lost that potential, but I don't think they've lost Joe. I mean, Joe's going to be pro-China. Mm-hmm. He has been all his life. He's made some of the worst deals with China. Now you can understand why his family was getting wealthy. But, uh, I mean, Joe was in favor of every increase in tariffs. If, if, you're, if you're living in the middle of this country and you <laughs> lost your job because of steel or coal, Joe Biden got rich because you lost your job. That's what, he, that's what, he, that's what they were paying for. So, no, Joe, Joe, will, Joe, will, Joe will execute a pro-Chinese foreign <laughs> policy just the way Obama did. Right. He's, he's certainly not going to do what <laughs> Trump will do. No. First thing Trump will do is he'll, he will end this corruption. It, it, it'll be all over with. He'll appoint, I'm sure, a special prosecutor. If not an attorney general, unless Mr. Barr wants to do it, yeah. who's willing to go after them. I also think another good thing that'll happen is he has the model of a great Republican, Teddy Roosevelt, who broke up you know, the railroads and big right. steel and that's what has to be done with big tech. They can no longer decide whether they're going to print your message or not mine. They've got to print both our messages or neither one. And uh, that has to be broken up. It's a monopoly. It needs a courageous president to do it. They own the Democratic Party. Joe wouldn't do it, no matter what the public pressure, because mm-hmm. he owes them too much and they know too much about him. 
I mean, I'm sure there's more information on Joe yeah. Biden than I have. Yeah. It can't be. It can't be. I mean, somebody has Joe Biden's hard drive. China does. Russia does. And probably the big tech companies. Two, two final questions. One very short one, one maybe a little longer. First question is this. The statements the vice president has made at debates, campaign events, interviews, are, are we, has he committed perjury? The, the former vice president, has Biden committed perjury that would potentially jeopardize him in a presidential setting vis-a-vis impeachment? No, statements at, at, at press conferences are not okay. perjurious. What would jeopardize him is how he sold out the country as vice president. Yeah. Because although there's some doubt as to whether you can impeach someone for stuff they did before they were in public office, much of what he did, he was in public office and he did sell out the United States. So, for example, Mr. Bobulinski could testify at an impeachment trial that he was getting 10 percent from the Chinese government. Mm -hmm. He happens to know a lot more than that, too, my friend. And then there's another witness who's already talking about a whole different matter that's what that 3.5 million from moscow was about and it looks like there's a lot to that because they've asked me to find some documents about it so i don't have the whole picture but i can i can kind of guess that it's a big money laundering scheme final question for you uh you're very gracious with your time we know that you and uh, Commissioner Carrick saw something very, very disturbing or things very disturbing on those hard drives. You referred to the Delaware State Police. Um, I'm not going to ask you for the specificity of what that is. It's obviously part of an investigation. But um, are you confident that the DSP is going to be able to follow up on this, given the fact that that is home turf for the former vice president? Yeah, I completely lack confidence. Yeah. That they'll do it. I, I went there. I saw these pictures. I called in two experts uh, from the NYPD, retired, mm-hmm. who understand this law better than I do. I said, what are my obligations here? They said, well, you're, not a, you're a private citizen. You don't have any, but your moral obligation is to report it. So I, Bernie and I traveled down there, and I'm, I'm going to describe it to you in his words. Sure. And then, you, and then let the people decide, which they're not being allowed to do. There's a text from Hunter to Joe. And the text is also in September of 2018. It says, she, she, he's talking about the sister-in-law that he took up with after the brother died. Mm -hmm. She, she told my therapist that I was sexually inappropriate with a, it's a 14 year old girl. I won't give her name. Mm -hmm. When she says that I FaceTime naked with her. And the reason I can't have her out to see me is because I'll walk around naked smoking crack, talking Tom girls on FaceTime. When she was pressed, she said that I never said anything like that. But the bottom line is that I create and cause a very unsafe environment for the kids. Now, uh, in in New York, that is grounds for having the children, you know, taken away from you or for arresting you. And the unsafe environment for the kids, you don't have to guess at. Yeah. Then just open up his photographs and all those things that he describes there, although not necessarily with a young girl, mm-hmm. but all those things that he describes there, he does at home and he smokes crack at home incessantly. Well, that sure as heck is an unsafe environment for the kids. Yeah. Well, Joe Biden has known this for two or three years. He's done nothing about it. 
the FBI has had it for a year. They've done nothing about it. And if it were you or me, mm. we'd be arrested. Yeah. On the spot. And we'd have to explain it from an interview room in a police station. Yeah. And, and, it's and this, stuff, this stuff really disgusts me. Yeah. Because if we're going to start, we're going to start getting corrupt over protecting children, then we've really lost any moral compass at all. I believe this man is a really bad man. He's a really bad man. Vice President Biden. Anywhere near the president. Yeah. Okay. Mayor, Mayor Giuliani, I appreciate you making time for us. Uh, wish you nothing but the best, and I uh, look forward to catching up with you down the road. Be safe out there. Thank you, Devious Motives with Brett Winterbull. Monday, it's a new episode of All Rise, the legal drama where one judge is shaking up the system. When I take the bench, I'm taking a vow to fight for justice. One case at a time. Your Honor. We're going to trial. Simone Misick is Judge Lola Carmichael. Up on that bench. Everything is different. A new episode of All Rise. Freedom is at stake. It's important. Followed by a new episode of Bull, Monday at 9, 8 central on CBS. Hackers are after your business data. I can help. I am Vi, the virtual intelligence assistant at Virtual Armor. Virtual Armor, partnered with Juniper Networks, provides cybersecurity services and end-to-end solutions to keep what's yours, yours. Defend yourself with managed firewall and managed SIM essential core services that are economical and efficient. Virtual Armor goes beyond just initial alerting to provide a thorough report on threats, vulnerabilities, and results. Let me help protect you. Contact me at justaskvi. That's vi.com.